0: We serve an awesome and mighty God tonight. He's in the business of saving souls. He's in the business of working on our behalf. He's in this house tonight to work for us as we humble and give ourselves unto Him. If I'm telling you it's a time to be moved and a time to be stirred, let me say with Brother Barry, it's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Man, It's good to have Brother Moore, God bless you, it's good to see you, hey, Brother Aaron, God bless you, good to see each one of you in the house with us, your family, it's good to see those back, it's been a youth camp, it's good to see Brother Shaw's mother, different ones, all the different ones here tonight. Got your Bibles if you'd like to turn with us, uh, I got a little message, I'm going to do my best to deliver to you tonight, with the help of the Lord, help of God, amen, here tonight just want the Lord to have his way and stirring us up and directing us, man, into where he'd have us to go, what he'd have us to do. We're living in a world that needs God. We need God. We're nothing without him. Man, I'm so thankful to be a part of this great truth. Not that I really got a set scripture here tonight per se, but you can go to Genesis 1 and 2. We'll just kind of use that one as a little launching pad for what we feel and direction to go tonight. And to Speaking to us. And, um, you know, I, I believe everybody would agree with me tonight that the warfare is on to war against darkness. To battle against darkness man I'm going to preach tonight bring out a few scriptures not really planning to try to be lengthy but um, you know to be called out of darkness into his marvelous light means something Uh, there's buildings and gatherings all over the United States and the world it's taking place for one reason or another many of them on this day is to worship the Lord and they got different, you know, everybody's got, I guess, their ways and methods and what have you. But uh, you read the Bible and get an understanding and a revelation of the Scripture. You and I both understand there's one church. It's one body. Just like there was one ark, one temple, one tabernacle. Man, it's one church, one bride. And there is a way to, to become a part of this bride. The plan of salvation that you find. If you want to know how to be saved. You read and study the book of Acts. That's where you find the answer. You see how that all people. All nationalities. Were were saved. Or were filled with the Holy Ghost. And received what they needed. Laid a foundation. Of how to be saved. And then you're going to go into. About 21 letters. It's written to either individuals. Or groups of people. And how to live an overcoming life. To be raptured ready. on that moment when that hour may come. Because nobody knows the hour. Nobody knows the day. Man, the scriptures taught us that. We can be assured of one thing that's going to happen. But Not only that, but as that young man, a man was in that accident. Went to text me and told me that another 15-year-old was shot last night in Baton Rouge, one of the young boys that gets on the buses on the bus route. So life is so uncertain, and we we understand that tonight. We realize that tonight. But if the Lord had helped me tonight, and I'm not, you know, I'm just be myself. But I love to like, there sometimes I love to be a lot more of me, <laughs> and memorization and uh, quoting of scriptures and. Uh, what I'm going to try my best to deliver what's in my heart tonight. Amen. About the scriptures tonight. and The word of God tonight. Genesis 1 and 2. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God. Notice it's capitalized. And the spirit of God moved. On the face of the waters. And you can just get the moving of the spirit of God. Amen. But we can go a step further than that. Man, when the spirit of God moves in you. And sets up, takes up, dwells, takes up a bold. Amen. To guide, to comfort, to lead us. We know the scriptures taught us God is not the author of confusion. And this is not a time to be confused. It's not a time to be pulled or lured back into darkness. But I'm telling you, it's a time to fight darkness. That darkness is trying its best to envelop and take over our world that we're living in tonight. But thank God for the church. The church. The church as a whole is like a city set up on the hill. But each member of that church is like the candle that's set on the candlestick. That can bring light or illuminate at least a certain amount of light. To everyone that's in the room or in their their possession or among them. It's the power of the light. Amen. To keep the darkness driven out. God, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for your mercy and grace of another day. I'm thankful for each and every individual that's walked in this service tonight. I'm asking you to help us. I'm asking you to anoint my mind and loose my tongue and help me preach here tonight. To deliver your word in the fashion, form, and anointing that you'd have it to be delivered. And you'd anoint the ears and the heart to hear it and to understand it. You'd bind up the powers of the enemy and the spiritual world that may come to try to, to take it away and try to cause discord and, and try to divert it. But oh God, your word, your word and the power of your word would find its place in this house tonight we receive it as a word of god allow it to transform us and mold us and make us into who you desire us to be in the generation that we're living in tonight all the praise and glory and honor is going to be lifted to none other but unto our lord and savior jesus christ god bless you you may be seated again let me say welcome to each one of you coming and being a part of this service let's continue to pray there's some families that's uh, Possibly don't know. Nobody's willing or don't want to go be tested. But I uh, got some symptoms of, of the corona, so they're staying away. And I left it up to them, amen. Left it up to their choice because nobody wants to bear the bad bear of possibly spreading it to someone else. And I understand that and respect that. But so let's pray for some. That's the reason they're not here tonight. God would keep them. Hopefully, it's a sinus problem. You know, it's a you know, it's a strange world we're in today. You hear reports, you know, and say, well, it was just sinus problem, just bad infection, sinus infection, amen. So anyway, it runs with fever and things of that nature. But as we look into this this kind of thought, it's been riding with me for a few weeks, and to... uh, uh, really to try to put it together in the power and the demonstration of the word of God. To, I'd really love to have memorization and begin to just go through some scriptures and lay it out there. And Because I want to I cover a lot in one sense, but maybe it won't take us long to get there. Hallelujah. But I thank God for the light. I thank God that he is the true light amen and there is no true light outside of him you got to know him for yourself amen john's writing has made that clear unto us amen he is light unto all men so even you know and and i just kind of use that verse the first the verse we use tonight just as a a manner and a form amen isaiah 45 and 7 says god himself the lord speaking, made this statement i form the light and create darkness I make peace and create evil. What's God telling us here? God, amen, is sovereign God that rules and reigns in all the affairs. He's the one that takes evil spirits. He's the one that takes lying in tongues. He's the one that uses all of this to bring about his purpose and bring about his will. He's God, amen. He, Amen. The devil himself is nothing all said and done but a puppet on the string when it really comes to God. When God limits him, he cannot go beyond that limitation. We understand that by Job but the hedge that was around him and even after he removed the hedge and allowed him a man to attack his family and attack his material things but not him as individually and and so with the visitation again we understand from this same setting of scriptures that the devil himself is going to and fro. a man the writer in the New Testament helps us to understand to seek and defy him that he may defy her he that a man that's not vigilant and sober he that has not been introduced to the true light and that true light has John written to us amen as John the Baptist came as a forerunner but the true light amen because John the Baptist was not the true light but he came to be a witness of the true light but that true light there was a light to every man not just to the Jews but to all men that light being none other but Jesus Christ himself amen so we understand by those writings hallelujah Who's brought a light and not just to some men but the Bible made it clear in John the revelator's writing hallelujah to all men so he's made himself available. Hallelujah. Bring everybody and every individual out of darkness. But the power lies upon you and I. We could continue to grope in darkness or we can wake up and shake ourselves. Hallelujah. Have a passion and a burning desire that I want to know God for myself. I want the revelation of the true light. I want to walk in that true light. But not only of that, amen, but even as America needs to rise back up again, a generation needs to rise up in America again. I'm willing to fight for America to hold on to our liberty. We're willing to shed our blood. We're willing to make whatever stands. We're not going to trample the flag. We're not going to cross, amen, and turn away things, certain statues, amen, because of what they represented, what they fought for us. And that's the same way with the cross. Hallelujah. You and I got to bear the cross. And I've got to bear the call, the election, and the service. Whatever he's called us into. So as we watch some of this, you do a little study on that. It's based on that verse of Isaiah 45 and 7. The commentaries will tell you this, they make this statement. and You take it for what it's worth. Be it the Oriental, the Asian, the Eastern world—they they liken this belief into two coexisting eternal principles, ever struggling with each other: light or good darkness or evil how true that is how very true that is and it's not only true in the world and in the heavens and i'm going to show that through scripture tonight but i can bring it right down to each and every individual that's in this house tonight the struggle's already been inside the the earthen vessels here tonight we're just clay jars that's all we are But thank God for the true light through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's an earthen treasure. It's a heavenly treasure, but it's an earthen vessel. Hallelujah. But there is a struggle, and I'll I'll go with that. We'll see. Just a few minutes in Paul's writings in Romans, or the 8th chapter, or 7th chapter, I believe it is. Amen. That he talks about that struggle. But there is a way of escape through our Lord Jesus Christ. But there is this battle and struggle. Amen. From one doctrine to the next. From one practice to the next. Hallelujah. It would start with one thing and then it leads to another. And so we need to make up in our minds. Amen. We've heard the story in the Old Testament of the gentleman that was willing to fight as we put it, fight for the lindles or the beans. Hallelujah. But understand it was more than just the beans. It was where the beans were at. And that's what makes the difference. Hallelujah. Our own president, Brother uh, brother George Bush. Amen. Amen. In the time, hallelujah, when they attacked the, the Twin Towers, he was willing let's take the war to them. Let's don't let it be fought on our grounds on our lands but let's take it to them I'm with him I'd much rather amen fight the battles over there and blow up their cities and blow up their places than allow them to come amen and bombard us if there's ever been a church in the church that needs to rise up in the world that we're living in we are the city that's set on the hill watch this you can read the bio of the, the book amen of the lonesome survivor and you know what the biggest problem was of the four men they never could get above their enemy and of what they, how they tried and how hard they tried. They can never get above their enemy. I thank God tonight through the true light, He's lifted me above my enemy. Not by all powers of might or talent, but by the grace of God and the mercy of God and by the spirit of truth that I come and set on the throat of our hearts and on the throat of our minds and on the throat of our passions. He rules and reigns. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. That's not when I get to heaven. That's right now. This is a way we're going to have to live. And this is a way we're going to have to walk. And This is a way we're going to have to believe it. That we're not giving nothing up. In fact, we're going to go back and start taking some things that's already been taken. We're going to go back and start reestablishing some old ways. That some may think so fogey and out of style. But it's them old prayer meetings. Some old-fashioned moves of God that'll baptize us and move upon us, that can change our world and in, give us that endued power. Amen that we need to be the witnesses that we're living in. How many of you believe you got the same Holy Ghost that you read about in Acts 2? And if you got the same Holy Ghost that they read about in Acts 2, then you got the Holy Ghost that'll lead and guide you into all truth. You got the Holy Ghost that can lift you up and you can find an energy and a source from there that I'm telling you the ruler of darkness cannot overpower and outsmart and outmaneuver us. Paul said we're not ignorant of Satan suffices. At least we ought not be. Hallelujah. We are. It's of our own choosing. It's because we have chose to be lazy and we have forsaken to read the word of God and we have forsaken amen to pray and intercede. But I'm glad amen we can have church and a move of God. Amen. It doesn't matter if it's just you and you're by yourself in your prayer closet. The same God that'll saturate this service and heal bodies. Hallelujah. Move in a powerful and mighty way. He can move in a little closet with you and you along because it is. Jesus preaching that told us when you get in your closet and you close a door, hallelujah, because what you do in secret, I'll manifest it in the open. Could it be there's an absence of a secret walk in fellowship with God is a reason God cannot manifest his glory and power. Amen. In the pump So as we watch some of this and Lord help me tonight, i we'll do my best trying to cover. We understand when you look even at the term darkness, sometimes the term can be used in such a manner and a way. We read of it such at times with in Exodus, the 10th chapter. You read of a time that when Moses, the Lord had said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness, which may be felt. Anybody ever been there? Hallelujah, maybe maybe so in the natural, and maybe so in the spirit. But oh, I'm here to tell you. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven. And there was a thick darkness that in all the land of Egypt for three days... They, say, they saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. I'm here to tell you tonight, I don't care how dark the hour gets. I don't care how, how horrible the networks and your, your, your cell phones and all that stuff y'all want to listen to. If y'all want to listen to it, I don't listen to all of it. You listen to it. I ain't got time to listen to it. I don't have time to get on that phone. I don't listen to all those news things. I just don't have time time for it. Maybe I'm being ugly right here. But I'm here to tell you there's some things you'd be better off not to even hear it. And listen to that junk. The report I want to hear is what God's got to say about it. Amen. I want to know what God's got to think about this. I want to know what God's saying about this. Hallelujah. That's who I want to hear. And you can't hear that? Listen to all that other mess. And take it out time to listen to all that. And to read all of that. But if you'll take that time to read the Word of God. If you'll take that time to pray and call on the true light right in the midst of this dark the same man that this world's being invalid with. We can be a candlelight, and we can be a candle and we can be a church like never before to shine like we've never shined before. Well, right. There's gonna be somebody out there that's gonna be looking. There's gonna be somebody out there it's gonna be hungry. It's gonna be somebody looking at there and saying, hey, somebody's still got a head that got their head on right. Somebody still believe in God. Somebody still worshiping God. Somebody believes that God can do something about it. Hallelujah. Right in the midst of all the turmoil and the chaos. And so we understand even here such a great darkness that had gripped the earth in that time. We understand even the ten plagues that was, that was given to Egypt. Many of those plagues, if not all of them, a man God used. God used the gods that they had bowed down to. And gave them a belly full of them. <laughs> amen. But now when you move from that. You can see again in Exodus the 20th chapter. You're going to see where the people had stood afar off. But it's Moses. Moses that drew near. Unto the Bible calls it. A thick darkness where God was. So you know to say that darkness alone. Amen. Is always evil or bad. is not necessarily true. There is a darkness that God indwells in. And a darkness sometimes that he may draw us to. And there will be a purpose and a reason for that. We're living in a world that's full of darkness. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you what. Even in the darkness of this world that we're living in. I thank God. Amen. That he has moved upon us. And helped us. That we can overcome. And be victorious. And do what God would have us to do. There's another darkness. I'm just going to briefly mention it here tonight. There's a darkness that's mentioned in Matthew the 27th and 45th verse. And from the sixth hour. There was a darkness over all the land. Unto the ninth hour. You and I know that was a darkness. That enveloped the earth, amen. At the time of the hanging and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, there's a darkness that gripped this earth at that moment in time, amen. You can go to Matthew, the eighth chapter, you're going to read there, amen. It's the time of the centurion, the centurion that had called on the Lord to come to his house. That he had a sick servant, a man that was sick and at the point of death. And he calls on Jesus, and when he heard that he's coming, he informed him, He said, You don't have to come, I'm a man of authority, I understand it. I got men that's under me and over me, I understand authority. If you'll just speak the word, that's all I need. And it was Jesus that said, I've never heard such faith in all of Israel. And he responded to him. And he gave a liken unto that, amen. And after that was over, amen, began to talk about evil hearts of unbelief. But in the 12th verse, amen, he said, the children of the kingdom shall be cast into what? an outer darkness. If we don't like the darkness that you experience in this world, I promise you, you better better find your way unto the true light. Because there is an outer darkness that's waiting on those evil hearts there's an outer darkness waiting on those, amen, that don't know God through the power of truth. I can show you again in Matthew the 22 and 13. Then said the king to the servants, bind him, amen. You know why? Because a, a marriage supper had been planned by the king. Hallelujah. All the preparations had been made. But others found themselves too occupied and found themselves too busy. They had to try out oxen. They had to go look at land. And they didn't have time to come to the banquet. They didn't have time. But you know what? God's moved, amen, that we got more time, so at least some of us has got more time than we ever had we didn't have to go to work we didn't have to do this we didn't have to do that but the question is again tonight what have I done with the time that I've got have I sought out the light have I ever have I reached for it have I tried to let it to illuminate me because that's what the true light will do it'll illuminate us and it'll enlighten us hello you yeah, to put things and revelation and insight and understanding I'm telling you it's not the will of God for the church amen to just be like some floating ship amen at the time Oh, we're headed somewhere, and we're going to pick up the sails, amen, of faith, amen, and we're going to go to the place and the harbor that God wants us to. Even in the midst of this storm and trials and troubles, he can send an angel. Well, guess what? This angel says it's a man of God and the word of God and the moving of the Holy Ghost to God and lead us in the generation that we're in. I'm glad I'm not groping in darkness tonight. (laughs) Luke. 22 and 53 talks about. It's a time that Jesus. Because there is an hour of darkness. There is a time. Listen to what he says. Luke 22 and 53. When I was daily with you in the temple. This is a time they came to get him. He's come out of Gethsemane. He's coming out of the garden. They come to get him. He said, Daily, I've been with you. He actually questioned them, actually, why you bring the swords and stabs? I've been with you daily. I've been with you. He stretched forth two hands against me there. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. So I'm not preaching this tonight like darkness don't have any power and don't have a season and a time. But I'm here to tell you tonight by the word of God. Amen. This power, hallelujah, of darkness, is not the will of God for it to envelop us and overpower us. I'm believing it right down to the point. I've been praying even for myself. God, you drive out all darkness out of me. Every chamber of my heart, every avenue and every place of my mind and my very spirit, even right into my body, because it all belongs to you. And these needs to be filled up. Amen it needs to fill in every crevice and every crack and every corner the light of Jesus Christ I don't want to have have one blemish I don't have one spot and the only way that I can keep on having a blemish and having a spot is for the true light amen to shine within me not just upon me but in me it wasn't enough for Paul amen to be knocked off his beast it wasn't enough amen for that light to be brighter than the noonday sun hallelujah but it had to be amen to make its way into his heart it had to go in the place in the place where he makes decisions and makes choices I'm telling you if there's ever been a time we're living in a nation that's denied the Holy Ghost and the power thereof and the necessity of it but I'm here to tell you we're living in a world now if there's ever been a time we need the Holy Ghost and we need the true light of God to shine not just upon us but in us and through us and I'm by the help of God by the mercies of God the only way that it can really shine through me and be effective amen is let that light first shine in me and make sure I've taken out every blemish Making sure I've taken out every spot. And anything that would to the, the, the illuminating or the reflecting power of his light. Because the light I'm talking about tonight is the light of God. Which is Jesus Christ. Which is a light unto all men. I could have took you to John 1. Amen. And backed that up. But now I want to take you to Acts the 26th chapter. It's the time of Paul. He's before Agrippa. And he was on his way, amen, to Damascus and had the authority from the chief priest. You know the story. I mentioned a little of it just then. But there you're going to notice when he began to witness unto King Agrippa, he said, Who, when he talked about on the road, Jesus asked him, Who art thou, Lord? Paul says, He said, I am Jesus whom thy persecutors rise and stand upon thy feet, for I appeared unto thee for this purpose. God, help us get in the purpose of God, individually but yet collectively. None of us is an island. This kingdom's too big. This work is too great. None of us is an island. We need one another. we got to join and bind our resources like never before. Somehow, could this be maybe a shakening? That even some organizations can wake up and look around and say, you know what? we fix fixing to solve some issues and join together and bind together. A man of war against this and battle against this. I heard Brother Wilson, amen, calling Brother David Bernard. Calling others of other when God apostolic uh, doctrines or organizations and coming together and binding together, amen, warring against this uh, this pandemic that's come against us, amen, especially since the effect is having upon closing doors, amen, won't allow people, amen, together, together to worship and the effect is had, especially on churches in city, rural areas had a little more, <laughs> we've had a little more release, thank God, but but cities, amen, because of, of, of the different ones, amen, they're under a lot of pressure, but but you, but, you know what? Now I'm going to finish up what I'm talking about here. Paul was called upon and he began to witness to King Agrippa. Listen to what he said. What Jesus instructed him and why he was called delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me whereupon O King Agrippa I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision amen he he was not hallelujah he didn't hold anything back he didn't reserve nothing he made it sure before he left here that he done everything that was in his power to be a witness and a light and to carry the gospel it didn't matter who they were or they was at. But we're going to notice a few scriptures as we go through some of this tonight. Hallelujah. How darkness can hinder us. How evil can hinder us. How the devil can war against us. We're going to understand tonight when I bring out a few scriptures, especially out of Daniel the 10th chapter. Hallelujah. The struggle, the battle that's really going on. It's not just in our community. It's not just of our families. But there's a struggle that's going on in the heavens. And God needs a church. And God needs a bride. And God needs a people. Amen. That you know what? That believes that whenever they pray there's a God in the heavens that can be moved there's a king a man sitting at the right hand of God by the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah I'm going to show you in scriptures tonight that's above every principality that's above every power that's above even the angels themselves do you and I really understand what we've been connected to? Do you and I understand as a body of Christ, hallelujah, the head and the, the authority the power that we made connection to through the blood of Jesus Christ, through obedience and out of faith out of the word of God, we make contact to the power that's above all powers. Oh I'm going to show you in the scriptures tonight huh, the help of the Lord here to help us really understand what's going on. I want to carry you, I'm just going to mention this part of it. This is one of the biggest struggles even in our state, our nation, I should say. Romans 1, Romans 1. Sometimes we may ponder and wonder just how did we get here. I'll tell you how we got here. We didn't glorify God like we should have. We didn't recognize him. We didn't give him the honor. We just used him kind of like a spare tire when it sounded good and looked good. When we're standing behind the politics desk, more accurate than what you might think. If you go back and read the whole chapter, time won't allow me tonight. About where they came from lust, their desires, and their passions. When they failed to acknowledge him, even though they was, knew him, but they failed to give him recognition. They failed to recognize him as a light, as a hope as a helper but 21 of Romans 1 because that's when they knew God they glorified him not as God we got to get something in our brains and our hearts and our minds and spirit when we gather here even we didn't gather a man for any other reason but to worship God and to magnify him and to exalt him and it's no other reason we have gathered here as we come together and join together and assemble together this is a whole heartbeat this is a whole purpose we come to glorify God and magnify his name and watch his glory fall upon us and his presence baptize us because this is how people can be delivered. This is how people can be healed. This is how people can be set free and brought out of darkness when they're brought to such a place in such a time like this. And so we want to glorify him. Neither were thankful. They wouldn't even thankful. Of how often that we look around us today and his people, and, and I still at times, I'm just, you know, and, and I'm not going to be too, 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 too transparent here, but I've been in situations even sometimes with my own loved ones. Hallelujah. And they'd have to stop everybody and say, Come on, we got to, come on. Brother Moore, would you ask a blessing? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, sure, no problem. We, we've always been done doing it. But how many just goes to the table and don't even think about it, man? They just start eating like, like it just falls out of the sky, like, the, you know, the, whatever. No, there's a God. Hallelujah. The farmer could never plant a seed if it wasn't a God. The sun would never come up. The rain would never come. He has supplied our every need. This is the very thing, amen, that Paul made clear. Hallelujah. Amen. Later on in the chapters, and Marge healed unto all of them. God, amen, had a remnant. And God's always blessed. Us. i'm gonna to go to those verses in just a few minutes how he's blessed us with his reign how he's blessed us Hallelujah! And god has god's blessed america but you know what america needs to humble herself and repent america needs to get awakened and a stirring and a million promoting amen or, uh, pr- encouraging ungodly lifestyles did you know the blessings of america amen right. it promotes immorality i hate to say it but it does or the more you're willing to live, the more money they'll give you. Preacher, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. That's the reason you got more single moms now than you ever had. It's got two or three kids. I'll never forget it. Many years ago, I was a shipyard supervisor. Busby was his last name. Older gentleman. Had a wife that was very sick, been very sick, a long time. Cost him dearly. <laughs> they tried to get him to divorce her. Not move out. Just put a wall. Put her in one end of the trailer. He lives in the other, art sleeps in the other, don't have to live. <laughs> he said, that way the government can step in and take care of all of her bills. He said, I won't do it. I won't do it. Darkness slipping in, darkness slowly but surely just creeping in unnoticed. I'm not a fan of the (laughs) They, I believe it was them that made the song popular about getting used to the dark. Getting used to it. We're not exempt from that as Pentecostals. We're not exempt from that as one God believers. And pressure, allowing others, and what's going on, what's happening, if they're blessed or not, all these other things. So, if there's ever been a time if you and I need to be sincere and earnest about this, you read all of Romans 1. I won't take the time to go through all that. Read it. <laughs> amen. Because they failed to be thankful and they failed, amen, to give him glory. You can begin to see and understand what really begins to happen, amen, to their hearts and to their minds and their spirit and how they would give themselves over to foolishness. That particular scripture said that they, with their imaginations, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts was Darken amen. man. That means they become senseless. Hallelujah. That's the reason people in certain positions all of a sudden Because of their where they're at and, and the position they're in at one time They preached against it at one time. They believed against it. That's one time a man is a politician. Oh I can talk about it because I'm gonna tell you these are the two things that rules our country that makes decisions this is where the enemy works. This is where the powers of evil works. A man is out of places like this. And, and so as we watch some of that unfold, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to move on. Ephesians 6 and 12, helped us out and helps us to really understand because I'm going to talk about a little bit tonight. For what we wrestle again. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Even though the most of the chaos and the trouble that's going on, it's more about flesh and blood. It's really not about a whole lot of anything else when you get down to it. I know that went over, went over, just like it probably go over anywhere in the place, but it's still the truth. A lot of things that people want to get upset about and fight over and kill over, when it's all said and done in eternity, it's not going to amount to nothing. The only banner that's going to mean anything, the banner is for Jesus Christ. Only thing that's going to mean anything, regardless of how much labor, and I know we all got to work, but the only thing that's going to amount anything, amen, is what we do for the kingdom of God and the service of Jesus Christ. There's going to be some people that's going to go to heaven, amen, that's going to have two nickels rubbed together. There's going to be some that go to heaven that's going to be billionaires. But then you how to handle it. Amen. So here we are. As we begin to watch some of this unfold, and begin to take place. Ephesians 6 and 12 said, we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against what? We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we begin to recognize when you talk about principalities, these are kings, are, are positions, amen, that they're setting, that they've been placed in, amen. So we understand when they're in those places or in those positions, we got to deal with them, and we got to we got to have uh, uh, understand what's happening. Is is it true? Does this really take place? Does this unfold like this? It really does. When you begin to run a reference on that particular chapter, chapter, it leads you to one place, it's Daniel 10 and 12. He said, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for them the first day, from, from the first day that thou didst set the heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 1 at 21 day or 20 days but lo Michael one of the chief princes came to help and I rem- my, remain, remained there with the kings of Persia now watch here I want to go somewhere the king of Persia have you ever really thought about it now we've been doing a lot of studying talking about Babylon we went through Isaiah and it talks about Babylon do you remember the story do you remember the repeat It went back do you remember a man that whenever Jerusalem went to lay the foundation what happened when you begin to do a study on that you're going to remember a man that was certainly people that were, rose up and brought up, amen, that was of the kingship of Persia, amen, of his, of his people, and they come out of those people, amen, the princes, that tendered the work of the foundation to be incomplete. They laid the foundation, but they couldn't finish the other work. It was In fact, there's three different groups, amen, that, that become a part of this before it ever became to fruition. They really don't know how many others came out of Babylon, but we know there was three different ones that was led by, by Jerusalem, then Ezra, and then Nehemiah, these three separate ones, and really when you if you don't study that out and look at it you know why because their work was hindered the enemy rose up against them there was letters written against them calling them rebellious and stiff necked and they was going to be rising up against the kings and it would stop the work they get the letters back from the king go back down down to Jerusalem and stop them and by their mouth I got scriptures to back all this up if you want to Ezra 4, 4 and 6 Ezra 4, 23 and 24 we see these things happen we saw these things unfold and so it hasn't changed any tonight if the devil gave have his way tonight none of you had been here tonight if the devil got here this way tonight if you was here tonight you would worship him in spirit and truth and you wouldn't worship him with all because if you did show up then he's going to battle amen that you won't give your best and you won't give your all you'll just show up and just be here but better yet amen he much rather work in your spirit and work out of your heart amen to cause hindrances and cause amen division and separation and cause confusion hallelujah because if I can't keep you out of the house of God maybe I can use you to cause confusion in the house of God i have talked about the warfare between light and darkness and because evil and right and we're not exempt from it I'm telling you even with the baptism of the Holy Ghost we can let the wrong attitudes and the wrong spirits get hold of us and get the wrong things in our minds and our hearts and spirits amen it's all about us no it's about God so watch some of this I got just a few scriptures here I I want to work with you for this Daniel had a vision in this 10th chapter. That vision in the fifth verse when he lifted up his eyes, he looked, behold, there was a certain man clothed in linen, whose lawns were girded with white, fine gold, herpaz. His body was like the barrel. His face was appearance of lightning. His eyes were lamps of fire. His arms and his feet was like the color of polished brass. The voice of his words was like the voice of a multitude. Who would you liken that to? None other but the Lord Himself. So much, so much similarity. in when you go to Revelation and you read about Jesus Christ Himself. So, what's really unfolding here? What's taking place? That's the reason, uh, and I do not mention this, but even Paul, Paul the Apostle of the Gentiles, how many of you believe that Paul is a mighty man? How many of you believe he's a chosen vessel? I mean, you believe he was mighty used of God. Do you think he's ever hindered? Do you ever think the devil got the upper hand on him? Do you ever think? Well, let us help us out. First Thessalonians 2, 17. But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence. Taken from you. It wasn't our desire. It wasn't our heartbeat. But we was taken from you. We was driven. We was forced. Amen. And heart endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again. But Satan kindered us. For what is our hope, our joy, crowned of rejoicing? Or not even e in the presence of the one Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Man, that's what it's really all about. Amen. But but I'm, I'm trying to drive a point home here. Amen. If, if Paul could be hindered and his team could be hindered. Amen. Then who do we think we are? That, that we're exempt and we're set aside. No, we're in a warfare. And the devil's doing everything he can to cause chaos. The devil's doing everything he can to cause darkness to envelop us. But I'm thankful tonight that you and I have joined together and believe in this house. Now you watch a few things. Colossians 2 and 9. For in him dwell, i talking about Jesus. Christ all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, for ye are complete in him which is the head of all principalities and powers he is the head all principalities and powers. 1 Peter 3 and 22 says, who is going into heavens and who is on the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Don't ever underestimate your power of prayer when you begin to call on the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When you with earnestness and with sincerity and praying for the will of the Father to be done. I believe that's the reason writer made it clear to us. You can expect it to happen. There's no reason under the sun why you you shouldn't, because Jesus Christ that you called on is set above all the principalities and the powers and even of the angels themselves, being Michael and Gabriel them. If you go back to Daniel, the tenth chapter, you see that the angels fought with the prince of Persia. Amen for 21 days, and Michael came to keep him along. Do you understand what warfare may be going on in the heavens? Even as I preach here tonight, in the warfare in the Angelic host and those that kept against this church and against against this community, but you and I are the ones that's got to intercede and you and I is the one that's got to cry out and you and I is the one that's got to put on the whole arm of God and be the soldiers of the end time and the world that we're living in today because we are fighting against darkness darkness is trying to slip in darkness is trying to envelop us through technology through one resource or another little here Little there, back back off a little over here. Go back this. to the point. There is some that was once with us. Don't even preach the essentiality of baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. What creeped in? How could they get there? How could they start saying, and preaching? And practicing such things. Darkness had to slip back in. Start blinding. How often we see this. Even in the scriptures. A few more. I'm going to let you. The writings of the Apostle Peter, the 2nd Peter's 1 16 through 21. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. I am so thankful tonight we're not just following some some well devised fables by man. By taking the word of God and adjusting and maneuvering it to say what he wants it to say so he can have followers. Oh, it's happening. You'd be shocked. I know this is the same book. But if you don't have a passion and a real love for truth and whole truth. The biggest trouble that our world's in today in the religious world is because there is a portion of truth. In many fields because that portion they got is enough. And they become content. and They become happy. In fact, we had to deal with a doctor not too long ago even among the apostolics of light of the doctrine of light. Any of you remember that? As they walked in as much light that has been revealed unto them. Sounds good, but you can't find it in the book. You know why? Because it falls back on the responsibility of the church to do everything that lies within their power and the opportunity that's granted to them to present the full Godness to all the world. That's our responsibility. It's not God's. It's ours. God set up the church and he gifted the church with the power and the ability to do it with the five-fold ministry and with the gifts of the spirit to get it accomplished, and get it done. But it's up to you and I to work against the rulers of darkness and the spiritual wickedness in high places that's doing everything it can to stop it. And hinder it from being accomplished. Could it be that even Satan realized that time's running out? And so, one of the best things he can do, he was willing to shut down the casinos. He was willing to shut down the bars if he can also shut down the churches with it. You weren't gonna stop them from drinking, you weren't gonna stop them from gambling, you ain't even gonna stop them, amen, from being worldly and being sinners. They just found you ways of doing it. I'm going to say a step further. This here, if it hadn't moved us, it hadn't changed us from being lukewarm and half hearted and praying or not praying. We just found other things to occupy our time. Huh. But there's a warfare, I promise you tonight, that is going on. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard. When we were with him in the holy mount. We know we talk he's talking about the transfiguration. But watch what he's fixing to say. Watch what's fixing to unfold. That the apostle Peter himself. Likens it greater than the experience that he had with James and John in the transfiguration of Jesus Christ and seeing Moses and Elijah. Watch what he says. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Sister Moore, y'all can come and get ready to sing. And maybe this will give you an idea of what to sing. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that he take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. If there's ever been a time that we need the day star. To arise in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirit. Knowing this first that no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. If there's ever been a time that we need the day star to shine down upon us and to move upon us and to help us in the world that we're living in today. As you stand in this house, and I, I've got a little bit more. I'm going to preach for, if you don't mind for just a moment. Amen. But if you go even to Second Corinthians, the 4th chapter, and it begins to talk about in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not Ourselves, but who do we preach? But we preach Jesus Christ the Lord. Ourselves is what your servants. Here we go, our Sunday school lesson. We're your servants, amen. We're the Joseph or the Joshua, or we could be just a little maid, amen, that's been carried into captivity. But we're a witness of the Jehovah God that can do something about my master's leprosy that nothing else and nobody else can. It's only the true light and the true touch of God and the true pouring out of the blood being applied to mankind without the blood amen without the shedding of blood there's no remission without the applying of blood death is going to grip us how is the blood going to be applied through repentance baptism in Jesus name and the unfilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as God gives the utterance not his man not his mind that has the power and ability on his to do but as God the breath of God and the spirit of God moves upon us to face every better generation that needs a visitation from the day star and from the true light we need that star again that wise man will follow and to lead them unto the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain, that would take away the sins of the world. Thank God for the man called Jesus who was a lighter to all men. The way you're going to conquer darkness only the way you're going to overcome it. I didn't go to all of these scriptures tonight. Maybe I should have. Maybe I called you up just a little too quick. Boys, listen to this one. Ephesians, the second chapter, ran in, in time past, we walked according to the course of this world. We changed courses. You're introduced to this truth, this beautiful light, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversations in time past in the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of the wrath, even as others. I can easily take you now to Romans the seventh chapter, where Paul talks about the struggle of good and evil, and when he desired to do good, evil was present. But he winds that chapter up With an understanding of revelation There's another law now that's going to move The law of the spirit The law of the Holy Ghost That moves upon our minds and hearts and spirit Because we're not going to serve the flesh He says with the flesh I'm going to serve sin But with the mind I'm going to serve God So you and I've got to make up In our minds even in the generation that we're living Where darkness is trying to creep in And in darkness people are more subject And prone to do things they don't do in the light In fact the scripture says is that most people don't want to come to the light because whenever you start coming to the light the light reveals things the light, amen, begins as you begin to recognize spots and you begin to recognize things that's the reason most most restaurants don't have good lighting they don't want you to see all that they don't want you to see the ropes running around the wall Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you'll come right to me and willing to repent, I can clean you up. I can wash you and make you pure. I can make you what you desire, what you need to be. Thank God for the light tonight. That beautiful light. Colossians 1 and 13 has taught us. Who hath delivered us from what? The power of darkness. We've been delivered. And had translated us into what? The kingdom of his dear sons. Isaiah 92 said, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thank God for the light that shined upon us in Vendale, Mississippi. And I'm not interested in letting put no dimmer switch on it. I'm not interested, amen, in putting the light out. I'm not interested in letting darkness slip in and rob us of the light. Darkness, you know what darkness is? It's the absence of light. You don't know why our nature is becoming so wicked. The absence of light, the absence of the gospel, the absence of Jesus Christ. That's the problem. So now the task, the fight, is up to you and I as a church. Every day we go out on the highways and the byways, wherever we go, God help us be the light. Help us have the words to say. Help us somehow. Anybody praying for that young little girl, That lady? She's a lady. I don't know. I don't know how old she is. Walking up down this road, spending nights, spending nights out here in this parking lot. And stands out there. God's helping me. I didn't tell too many people this, not even my wife. Came and pulled up in this parking lot one morning and she was out in the middle of that parking lot out there and she had stuff. I mean, scattered everywhere. So I walked out there and said, Hey. She said, uh, Anyway, so when I, she came to talk about rocks. She had rocks. She had a box as big as my Bible. I noticed other so times she'd stand this morning he said hey chance to come maybe you can speak to And she's messed up but it don't matter it doesn't matter no matter how messed up you are if somehow we can just begin to get a simmer of the true light begin to inform her you can know the one that created those rocks that you're, to- that you're so fascinated about that son that you're turning toward and looking you, you can know the creator of that See so your master hadn't been so good to you because if he had, you wouldn't be where you're at. And your God hadn't been so favorable to you, or you wouldn't be living the life, the life you're living. I am not being too harsh, but I'm telling you the only hope some of them's got is somebody introduce Jesus Christ to them and the power of the Holy Ghost. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is the only thing that's going to drag them out of drugs. The power of the Holy Ghost is the only thing that's going to drag them out of the bar rooms. The power of the Holy Ghost is the only thing that's going to keep that darkness from. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't fall in love with the Holy Ghost and spend more time with the Holy Ghost, God is going to eat you alive. Screep it creeping in slowly but surely it's creeping in it's just plump amazing amazing what what a switch can do just amazing watch how quick darkness can light that could be a light of all men drive out the darkness of the heart drive out the darkness of the mind drive out the darkness of the spirit I'm persuaded tonight that we have chambers even our own mind and heart and we have places God gets to working on us man we get to working on it. man we're doing good we get up to but we get to that place get to them doors sometime we just don't want to oh, we don't want to let go of that one now but To every one of them doors the knobs on the inside not the outside and you and I've got to open it up to him and let his light come in to drive the darkness out drive the hopelessness out to drive the despair out. Still amazes me, and I read it. I read it again just the last couple of days. Oh God, that that lunatic, that lunatic, huh? That lunatic, man. See, saw Jesus. The Bible says he saw him from a way off. But he'd come a running. Everything man had tried to do for him before. They felt like trying to help him. But they couldn't even bind him. They couldn't shackle him up. We're living in a world today that there's, there's people, Brother. We really don't know how to handle it. And if God don't help us. It's going to be by the hand of God. If they're ever going to experience deliverance. In the true powers and love of God. The true light. You see. Uh, I know I got you standing. And I apologize. But. But you see, devil's devil's bitten too. He wants to display his hatred. He wants to display his his malice and envy and strive. He's looking for vessels to work through. He's looking for opportunities to display. God, if you'll just take down that hedge around him. I'll have him cursing you. He don't love you. He just loves you because you got him protected. The Bible's going to and fro, seeking whom he may defy and if he can use drugs and alcohol and all these other addictions and substance, huh, it don't make him any difference. wants to mess with that mind he wants to get it to a place that he can hear the voices but the very mentioned about that brother suicide that's not the only ones there's many more out there voices because of some they want to go around now and just take lives and kill them destroy them some of that I don't understand Then we're walking in the light. We understand what's waiting on us. You see, we're either going to wind up in a city that will know no darkness. Or we're going to wind up in a place that i done mentioned to you already tonight. It's called an outer darkness. And the choice is ours tonight. The only way to know this true light is to know this day star. God bless you. These altars open. They're going to sing. God bless you tonight. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lily of the valley your sweet aroma feel my life. Rose, share and show me how to grow in beauty in God's sight. Ferris stuff in
2: dying wounded by the master of deceit Lord they're groping in the darkness they're halted by the years of those past but then I see you standing Near me, Lord, shining with Your compassion in Your eyes, I pray, Jesus, shine. WHAT'S WRONG IN MY LIFE AND YOU MAKE IT RIGHT, YOU keep making IT RIGHT, LORD, ALL RIGHT. OH, YES, YOU'RE JESUS, LET yes, YOUR SHINE yeah, OUT ON ME, LET YOUR LOVE SHINE THROUGH ME. Right. Lord, you can make it right. Oh hallelujah. Jesus, shine down on me. Yeah, let's You can take what's wrong and make it right. (laughs) Yeah, God, you can make it right. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus. Woo! Jesus, shut down on me, Lord. what's wrong? And you can make it right. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. You can make it all right, my Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, shine down on me. Shine down on me, Jesus. 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 Yeah. Shine down on me, Jesus, <laughs> and let your love shine through. Wrong and make it right, Lord. Make it right, all right. They shall shine down on me, let your love shine through me in the night, Lillian. Let your sweet aroma fill my mind. Rose a share and show me on the growing beauty in thy side. Mary Star, 10,000, make me a reflection, Lord, of your life. Jesus, shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. So lead me, Lord, I'm going to follow. Show me. show me things I've never seen
1: before,
2: but I want to be a witness. So take this old body, soul, and mind, and just turn it around and make it right. Lord, make me right, day star shine down on me. Let your love shine through me You take what's wrong and make it rise. All right. Alright, day stars shine down on me. Let your love
0: shine through me in the night. Do you believe tonight the setting's right? The atmosphere of the world that we're in is set for such a time like this. God, make us a witness of that beautiful light that we found in Jesus Christ. You can take what's wrong and make it right. You can help us overcome our shortcomings, our infirmities. I kind of just felt a nudge of the Holy Ghost to say this. Don't make room for darkness. Make room for light. Don't give yourself over to flesh and carnality and lust that wars against the soul. No. Let's make room for light, for truth, and the love of God. Let God be God in our lives. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Appreciate you. Thank you. Your kindness, your response. Get tithes and offerings tonight. Uh, We do thank you for them, support of this church and the kingdom of God. It goes much further than just this local assembly. Your giving, commitment, and dedication, we appreciate it so much. Let me make this announcement to Below Children Mansion. They always, in July, call it Christmas in July. I know some of you may have got your own, and if you've done it on your own, that's fine. But we're going to give this church an opportunity. Next Wednesday night to give toward that uh, they need our help, no doubt. With all that's went on, uh, they're they're struggling. So we want to do what we can. We do every year and uh, help these. Uh, it's another place where children are brought in and uh, it's just had a bad hand of life, a bad deal, and found themselves being stranded or whatever. It's a good place to wind up, though. They have great opportunities to introduced to the day star, to be introduced to the truth, uh, to live wholesome, godly, have people over them that loves them dearly, and is willing to take out time and to instruct them and help them. And uh, so what we do, amen, is a part to help that to happen, and uh, we thank you. We thank you in advance. We appreciate all you do, amen, in all these areas, foreign mission, different things of that nature. It's always a help. Don't forget cleaning offered tonight also. Amen. So, just this—all these different things—that's going on. But we love you, appreciate you. Any birthdays? 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 All right. Come on, Gus. Mm-hmm. Right. Emily, you'll give inside now. <laughs> <laughs> I <to> slip by. <laughs> all right. Anyone else? Don't want to miss no one. Amen. Happy birthday and Emily tonight, let's sing to them. give them a good hand tonight. God bless them. Amen. He says it's not enough. <laughs> nah, thank you. God. Take it home, with you? <laughs> Save a trip. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries? All right, not let's stand together. Let's pray, pray for one another again. God bless all the guests. Appreciate you coming, being a part of this service with us tonight. Good Lord's will. I believe it is, unless the rapture takes place. If he does, you don't have church on your own Wednesday night. God bless you. We love you.